This is the VIP Podcast, Virginia in Politics. Let's listen to host Chris Saxman explore the personalities and policies that connect the Commonwealth. The VIP Podcast is brought to you by the VCTA, Broadband Association of Virginia and Virginia Free. The views and opinions expressed here do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the VCTA and Virginia Free or our sponsors. Welcome back to the VIP Podcast. This is Chris Saxman, your host. I'm the Executive Director of Virginia Free. That's the Foundation for Research and Economic Education. And also this, this podcast is brought to you by VCTA, the Broadband Association of Virginia. This uh, podcast is set up so that we can inform uh, Virginia electorate on what's going on in, the, in politics in Virginia. The very important people come on. We call it VIP, but it's also Virginia. It's more, that's how it's named, is in fact the Virginia in Politics podcast. This segment, <clears throat> we're trying out something new. I, I've asked the, uh, the, the folks here to, if they have questions, uh, any inbound uh, comments that we want <clears throat> to address, sort of, these are blind. I, I, don't, I have no idea what's on the cards in front of me. Everything is turned down. And I'm just going to turn it over and respond uh, to, to these questions for you, the viewers. Uh, if, if I get too far afield, they'll let me know. This is basically a trial run, but who knows? Maybe they'll air this segment after all. Um, I'll probably have to go to my... Just going to have to go to my glasses here. All right. Number one, Trump and DeSantis. Is there room for Yunkin? Jeff strategist, Yunkin strategist Jeff Rowe calls him unicorn in American politics and says he will create his own lane. Actually, Jeff Rowe took my line from last, last the 2021 spring. I don't mind. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't trademark it or anything. But let's get to the, uh, I actually wrote a column on uh, Glenn Yunkin is a unicorn. We can get into that segment and talk about you know, Glenn Young and unicorn status in Virginia politics and national politics. Does he have a lane, though? There, there is a lane. Right now, you would, I wouldn't consider it a very wide lane, but um, as the campaign wears on, first of all, he has to decide if he wants to uh, run for president or not. He's going to have to check his gut. It's an internal thing. Uh, I think Glenn Youngkin is a, is, a, is a quality candidate. I called him a unicorn almost two years ago because of his ability to uh, self-fund, which is important but also to connect with voters. He's a very good retail politician. The fact that he's six foot five, six foot six, automatically raises all eyes in the room to this, who's this person? And that elevates the conversation. It's very important psychologically to have that ability to walk into a room and everyone go, oh, look, who's that? Rather than go, who are, I can't find him. Okay, don't underestimate that power in politics. Height does matter at some point, even in the, even in the, uh, the video world in which we live, the visual world in which we live. He's a very good retail politician. I think he would do very well in Iowa uh, because of his faith. He's a very strong faith. I think it's genuine, authentic faith. That, that will carry uh, sway in Iowa. And the question for that, that group is whether Ted Cruz gets in as well. But for right now, it is, it is pretty much a battle between now, between Trump and DeSantis. A year from now, who knows? Um, again, it's a gut check for Governor Youngkin whether he wants to do it or not. But can he create his own lane? Yeah, and I think that lane is going to be competence. Uh, there's a nice brand to have in Virginia. You can still fight and not, and not come across as overly aggressive and bombastic and too combative. I think people might be tiring of that. And if so, Glenn Youngkin's got a lane, and he is a unicorn in that regard. Jeff, next time, give me credit. Just kidding. Okay, Youngkin tough on China. Virginia says no to Ford plant, Trojan horse for China. Good or bad, long-term economic choice. Um, politically, it's a smart move. Given, and most recently, with the, the Department of Energy coming out 
with their report saying that the Wuhan virus, the COVID-19, or whatever you want to call the virus, the pandemic, started as a lab leak, a man-made lab leak, um, that gives him all the more to fall back on and say, why would you want to do business with these people? Why would you want to give a technology uh, battery company under the, under the uh, umbrella of Ford a foothold here in America? That's his choice. Uh, now, I don't know how far the, the, the deal was done and underway, but politically, it's a pretty smart play. Long-term economic benefits, I think long-term, 20, 30 years, it's going to be a wash because something will go on that site eventually. And I, but it also sends, puts a marker in the game that we're not just going to you know, blindly turn over our economic development uh, funding incentives to a company, especially as ties to the Communist Chinese Party. So again, I think Terry Kilgore pointed out on the floor that the cost per job of this, of this plant would have been $400,000. So I think, I think there's a lot, I think it's a dangerous play more so for Democrats to overplay their hand on this one, especially given the most recent news on China and their recent moves to help support Russia in, the U, in Ukraine um, in, in that war over there. So a lot of geopolitics coming into play here. And I think politically Young can play it right. Economically, I think it's a push. Bagby wins Firehouse over Adams and Alexis Rogers. Strong Democrat challenging seat for Republican. Look, it's a Democratic seat. It's a Democratic seat. It's going to be like close to 80%. What is the, what is the point of running in these challenging almost no chance areas? Great question. The, the reason you have a candidate and <clears throat> pick a good candidate to run basically in a, in a district that's not going to be won by your party is to make a point, is to change the direction of the, of the, of the, uh, the race. You're not going to win, but make a point. Get something done. Take, take a, when I, I have a, a saying, saying in politics, when you get run over by a truck, grab the, grab the transmission as it runs over you. So you can, you, can, you can create an issue in this campaign that will change the tone and direction and overperform for that district. So it becomes sort of a, a, a laboratory, if you will, for, for elections. And I would suggest to the Republicans, pick out an issue and make it, a, make it that issue, the issue everything responds to. Have good, clean debates and engage the voters. Don't give up on the long-term uh, possibility of winning votes down the road in, in, in statewide elections, especially in the gubernatorial and presidential elections that are coming up, or presidential and then gubernatorial elections that are coming up. So make a point. Get some, get some yardage. Gain ground. Democrats, on the other hand, should not take it for granted and underperform. So that's, that's a point I would make there. But Lamont Bagby is the new senator-elect for all intents and purposes. Um, taxes, $3 billion to spend. Dems want to put toward public services like education. Ours want corporate individual tax cuts. Will this come to play in elections? I think it will come to play in elections. The question is, and I think it's a healthy one to have and put back to the public, how would you prefer to have this, this money spent, especially after a pandemic? Um, I don't know the vibrancy of tax cuts as a political, um, um, I don't want to say weapon, as a political advantage for either party, um, especially right now when support for public education is relatively low. Um, is it go to a base issue for Democrats getting for teacher pay? Uh, that's always a, a role to play in politics when it comes to funding. Where do you want your money to go? You want to put it back in your pockets. In a recession, people are going to want it back in their pockets. So I think it depends largely on how well the economy is doing in the summer months and how people want that money to be spent. You talk about last year in the summer, 
people would have wanted it to go towards probably a reduction in gas prices. Okay, it's what's most immediate in people's minds right now. So right now, indeterminate how that's going to play out, but both parties' bases will figure that out in these very important primaries. And that will determine in the, uh, a direction, but polling will also direction, show the direction for the general elections. Okay? Uh, almost 1,700 bills passed, not all partisan, increased. Uh, uh, oh, the Dominion, the Dominion bill is a huge win for the governor. Um, and both sides, <laughs> I talked to leaders on both sides of the party, both sides of the aisle in both parties said that the governor was too heavy handed and too involved in this legislation. And then some people said he wasn't involved too much in legislation. So you can't have it both ways. Uh, this is a big win for the governor and, um, and the legislators as well. But since it happens under, under your administration, Governor Youngkin gets to put this feather in his cap and, and, and well-deserved because at the end of the day, no matter the involvement or not too heavy handed, not enough, at the end of the day, it happened, it got done, nearly unanimous vote in the House and the Senate to bring more regulatory oversight through the State Corporation Commission for Dominion. 1,700 bills, honestly, can you name three? Yeah, it, it, most of these are small incremental changes in the Code of Virginia that have been through the filtration systems of the committees and subcommittee process for the House and Senate. Um, you know, at the end of the day, probably 10, 20 really matter and do something. Um, but for the most part, they're good overall changes that have been uh, many years in the making. All right. Louise Lucas, brick wall and social media. What's that? Say the word. S social media. I can't read that. Sorry. Social media, putting up the brick wall on social media is not a good. Oh, good. Well, in anything in, in life, my father has taught me a very valuable lesson. Thanks, Dad. Coming up on his 85th year on this world. Um, assets are liabilities. Liabilities are assets. You can say, we're a brick wall against Glenn Youngkin. Okay, people get that. We're going to be the blue brick wall. Okay, great. But it can turn, be turned against you. Uh, and the, the devastating... Uh, thing in politics is never the punch, it's the counterpunch. Okay, and the counterpunch, if I'm setting this up for Republicans, if it's even if it's even viable, is to take what the Democrats are doing and use it against them. You're obstructionist. You're not getting anything done. You're you're not for progress after all. You're not that progressive. You're not for getting anything done, especially on this, that, and the other thing that they can point out. So um, it's nice to have that as a symbol, as a as a as a um, as a rallying point. And probably more so than anything else for Louise Lucas in her primary against Lionel Spruill, and they'll take it forward going uh, into the uh, into the general elections, trying to get the Senate to maintain their their hold on the Senate. But I would also caution against overplaying your hand. Okay, that's the one thing to worry about for Democrats: is they are they overplaying their hand on that brick wall because people still want their lives to get better and would look for things to do. Uh, Bagby again moved to the Senate meaning for Black Caucus, new chair. I don't know if that creates a new chair for the Legislative Black Caucus. Lamont Bagby is the chairman of the Legislative Black Caucus. Uh, TBD, to be determined. I think uh, with Jennifer McClellan leaving, who replaces Lamont Bagby in the current district? And then you have the new districts that are going to be uh, you know, decided in uh, November. So, I mean, Lamont Bagby, is, that's the current district. That's not the district he's going to be running for re-election in in uh, the primary in June, and then for the general election this fall. So he's got, he's got three elections in the next nine months. 
Recent retirements, biggest loss. Whew. Offer opinion on most impactful loss for GA Dynamics. Um, I would have to say concurrently, Dick Saslaw and Tommy Norman. They, they are close friends. They have been Senate majority or minority leader for over 20 years each. That's all the Senate has known is their leadership for over 20 years. That's an entire generation. That is huge. So the culture, which Tommy Norman is given credit for, for minding the culture of the Senate is really, really important. And, and you know, reducing the tensions and the animosities and antipathies that come about in the, the General Assembly session. So I would, I would rate both Dick Saslaw and Tommy Norman as the overall largest uh, losses. Uh, that I think they work out to almost 80 years of combined service to the general to the general assembly and by that extension to Commonwealth of Virginia. So combined, Dick Saslaw, Tommy Norman. But I also want to draw your attention to the Senate. Two key people that you should watch in the next general assembly session in the Senate. Clerk Susan Shar. She has been there for 49 years. This will be if she comes back <laughs> in the, in the in January, it'll be her 50th year of service to the state Senate. That is an incredibly important part of the Senate culture. Also, don't underestimate the power of the gavel. Winsome Earl Sears' uh, ability to run the Senate in that new environment is going to be extremely important. And by all measure and by all reports, the last two years, she has done a very good job of maintaining the order and um, amongst all the tension that has been going on that all naturally occurs in the Senate. So look for those two ladies ironically, take a look at this historically, to be the galvanizing force of the, of the Senate going in, into and throughout the 2024 legislative session. Thanks for the questions. Be sure to, if you'd like, to send in some more comments, questions that we'd like to take here. I do these blindly. They turn them over. Give you my no thoughts ahead of time. Answer your questions here on the VIP podcast. It's available on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple, and brought to you by VCT, the Broadband Association of Virginia and Virginia Free. Thanks for joining us.